Now, guys, leprosy thrives in filthy conditions. So your only chance is to clean up the house. I'll get you a couple of mops. Mops? The cure sounds worse than the disease. At Sunday school, they said the lepers were cured by some bearded dude. Jesus? Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, I think we're on the outs with him. But I know someone who's even holier than Jesus. I diddly ho, I... Oh! Uh... Moth, come quick. The Simpsons are covered with cooties. Help us. We're diseased. Oh, no. That's leprosy. Remember those scary lepers in Ben-Hur? You saw Ben-Hur without me? We were broken up then. Well, that's no good. Brains. Brains. Use your brains to help us. Your delicious brains. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we are here to review episode BABF04. It is a little big, my mind, Dando. And I am Guy. Very nice to be here. Very nice to be talking to everyone out there, and especially to Dando. It feels like I haven't spoken to you in forever. I know it's only been a week, but see, last week we did, we just sort of took a bit of a break. We just both just needed a bit of time away, not from each other, but just to you know just. Speak for yourself. I, I needed to be the hell away from you. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, it was it was weird last week. I mean, not. I don't think we were feeling sort of run down or broken down or anything like that, but I think we both had a bit of a mutual understanding that we needed a bit of a, not even a mental health day, but just kind of a, a recharge session. Yeah, well, see, I went back I went back to work last week, and I think it was just trying to get back to that schedule again. It just sort of threw me a bit, you know, just happened to, I've been so used to just waking up, not putting any pants on, just going into the into the room here and just working, <laughs> but then I had to actually, you know, go to work and wear, wear you know, adult clothing. It's like, what? Yeah. You What's are actually on, wearing yeah. pants at the moment. I am wearing a shirt because it's a little chilly, but you know. <laughs> yeah, so little Big Mum. I'm not going to lie. This was probably one of the weakest episodes of the season so far. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was just a, a real nothing story. There wasn't a lot to it, was there? I mean, uh, yeah, that's a, few good, uh, a few good gags, but yeah, not much of a story to hang them on. No, yeah. like uh, uh, they've gone with the story before of Lisa babysitting Bart when she was, you know, trying to you know, be more responsible. But I think for me, I'm watching it thinking, okay, so the story is Marge is hurt and she's at hospital recovering, mm. but the family aren't visiting her. That's a weird one. Yeah, like the whole plot's about how Marge is just getting away from the family and leaving Lisa in charge, even though she, you know, Lisa shouldn't really be in charge, but. It's like, why aren't they going back to the hospital to, to see Marge? They just called her a couple of times. Like Homer and Bart don't seem phased at all that Marge, their mother and wife, is in hospital recovery. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> it seems like a bit of a Frankenstein's monster of an episode in terms of, okay, we're taking a bit where, you know, Marge has a much, you know, a well-earned break. You know, a bit, bit Rancho Relaxo, except this time she's got a busted leg and she's in the hospital. Uh, yeah, you've, as you said, you've got uh, Lisa acting as caretaker slash babysitter slash guardian slash mature influence in the house that kind of thing and a few other sort of bits and pieces that feel like going over old ground or like haven't we seen a variation on this theme before so yeah it didn't it, look it hung together well enough i guess but yeah it did sort of feel like eh, a little from a little from column a a little from column b so i think i think the problem is the episode you were just referencing there homer alone where she goes to rancho relaxo 
there was the build-up of all the uh, the family being stressful to Marge, like all the stress yeah. that she had built up that she she deserved this this break. And I'm not saying the character of Marge doesn't deserve a break because we all know she does. But the thing is, oh, yeah. they didn't build it up to that point. She just she didn't want to go on the ski lift. She was just she was sort of being very over, like, overly cautious, and as a result, she got injured. And then she's just all of a sudden doesn't want to go back to the family because she's enjoying staying in, in hospital getting massage. But it's just like it doesn't have the same payoff as you know the family driving her to the point where she just has to get away. Because even in the Rancho Relaxo episode, she didn't want to leave. And I know she didn't want to leave in this one, but all it took was some guy giving her a quick massage, and she was just like, "Yep, I'm staying here now. Bye bye, Lisa. You can you, you can deal with the problems." I don't. And she hangs up on Lisa. And I'm just like, "Yeah." And then when it came to the end, I was like, "Okay, so she has a vision that she's talking to Lucille Ball, who." Gives her the idea to make Homer and Bart think they've got leprosy, and then all of a sudden they're in Hawaii at a fucking compound or whatever. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? It did feel like it's like a little, a, a, like a, something would come on the screen saying, "Missing in you know insert scene here," or something yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that when we get to it." It's like yeah, you're you're jumping over a few uh, a few plot holes here, a lot of loose threads. Yeah, they were all kind of all loosely tied together, but you know. A strong breeze comes along and this whole whole house of cards just topples as far as I'm concerned. They go skiing, Marge gets hurt, Lisa has to look after the family and then they end up somehow in Hawaii getting treatment they don't really need just because they want a free holiday in Hawaii. Also Lucille Ball in there and yeah, the whole Hawaii thing just seemed weird. It almost felt like, did the Hawaiian Tourism Commission slip these guys a few bucks? (laughs) (laughs) And also I sort of feel like they really made the Flanders family to seem like a, a really strange unit. <laughs> well, they are. A, they were a bit of a strange unit, Dando. Let's... Yeah, like more than Ned, we were broken up at that point. I was like, when the hell were they ever broken up? We didn't ever see this, did we? Well, true, but that, you know, that's sort of a, not a running gag, but I mean, you know, it's that Friends thing of like, we're on a break and... You, I guess it was know, popular you, at the time. Yeah, you expect other couples to occasionally like, oh, yeah, no, there was that period where we broke up for a little while. It's like... Well, the Flanderses were broke up. <laughs> the Flanderses, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's the joke. It's not a good joke, but it's a joke. Eh, yeah. But I did like their imaginary Christmas, though. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. There were laughs in this episode. I just thought the overall episode, when you put all the different little stories together, just didn't seem like you've got this on paper. It's like they go to the snow. Homer and Bart think they have leprosy, end up in Hawaii. Lisa has to look after the family. It's like, how do these three things go together? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like a lot of separate story elements were pulled out of a hat and yeah, put yeah. together sort of Mad Lib style. Yeah, I mean, as I said, not, not hateable. It's, it's, it's not substantial enough to hate. It's, <laughs> there's, there's not enough to it to hate. It's just, uh, oh yeah, it is what it is. And, you know, yeah. you, you get a... You get a few good chuckles and you get one, you know, evergreen meme out of it. Oh, my God. This episode will be forever known for that meme. Absolutely. Now, apparently because this episode deals with leprosy, it was never released in Japan. I I read that. Yeah. I mean, I initially thought, because when I first saw Band in Japan, I'm like, I didn't think that uh, Mr. Sakamoto or Dr. Sakamoto was that offensive. I thought, you know, (laughs) (laughs) he seemed like a pretty cool dude. He knew his way around. Well... Didn't they say he was doing acupuncture, except it was more like he was just giving cool massages? I don't know. He was just, he was just doing his thing. He was. He was doing his thing, not unlike Disco Stew. Just relax yeah. and let... Was it Dr. Sakamoto or Mr. Sakamoto? I'm not sure. I think it might but have been Mr. I don't know. The old line says, hey, I didn't go to medical school for six years for you to call me Mr. Whatever. It's, um, 
I've oh, I don't, got, want, to, got, I don't want to insult the guy if he's, you know, got actual medical credentials. I've got some discussion that to be had about Disco Stew in this episode. We'll get to it when, you, when, we, uh, when we get into the review, though. Hey, my favourite. Now, my favourite moment, I've really got a chuckle out of when the TV was up really loud, Homer and Bart were watching it, and Lisa says, can you turn it down, Homer's... Honey, if we didn't turn down for the cops, what chance have you got? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a very selfish line that you that you've probably felt like saying to someone at one stage or another in your life. But uh, the fact that he the fact that he's saying it to his to his young daughter. What about yourself? What did you what what did you like in this episode? <laughs> uh, oh, look, there's certainly things that I did like. Um, I actually liked the you know disco stew on the make. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's at the bar. He's you know clearly been coming on to Mrs. K. I did notice Mrs. K sitting at the bar there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Marge turns his head and he sort of does his little does his little song to himself as he's on the way over. Was it dis- disco? La- I wonder if there actually is a song called Disco Lady. I I might have to look that up. I'm, so- I'm sorry, I should have done it before the episode. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I must I must say that in that scene, I'll get to it now. That yes. I don't know, but Marge, you've always seen. Oh, she's she's the mother of the Simpsons. You almost see her as like your mum. You know, you grew up watching The Simpsons. Marge is like your mum. You see her as your mum. Mm-hmm. Seeing a guy who's not her husband, who's not Homer, hitting on her just felt weird. <laughs> Especially because well, she was oblivious to it all. <laughs> but I did like this goes to you sort of, you know, backing away gently or <laughs> gingerly when the kids rocked up. Ooh, not disco stew scene. Next question. You there, eating the paste. Trivia time. All right. You, you kick off this week, Mr. Davis. I will. I shall. Okay, then. In the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon, when Itchy uh, decides to clone Scratchy, he needs some blood. What instrument does he get the blood off? Was it the axe? It was the meat cleaver. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like an axe. but It does, it does. It's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a small meat axe. <laughs> it's an edged weapon. Yeah, <laughs> half a point. <laughs> uh, what was the name of said cartoon? Oh, um... I want to say send in the clones, but that sounds really? a bit... It was the, the Tears of a Clone. Tears of a Clone. Okay, I knew it was some play on a clown title. So, on the ski slopes, mm-hmm. uh, Bart distracts Homer by saying it's the drummer from which band? That would be Bread. Correct. Ooh, nicely played. Never heard of Bread? I didn't look him up. <laughs> I think they were like a 70s soft rock Soft rock slash folky kind of band. Which trail did Homer choose? Was it or slope or whatever? Whatever you call them. Oh, because there were four. I think he was going to go with the colostomizer. That is correct. Doesn't sound very pleasant at all. It, it does not at all. <laughs> now, um, I'm going to do a next question related to that. Mm. There are four runs on that on that signpost. Only three of them get their own sort of little individual bit. Because he says, oh, the Widowmaker. Yeah, that's for the ladies. Not a bad joke, by the way. Um, the Spine Buster, <laughs> the Colostomizer, but there's one below that, and then Stupid Sexy Flanders shows up. Do you remember the name of that fourth one? I didn't notice it. No, what is it? It's the Decapitator. The Decapitator. Now, did you watch this on Disney Plus? Was it cropped off Disney Plus, or could you still no. see it? No, you could still see it. Still see it? Okay. The it, was, it was brief. I, I, I went back to just a, a little rewind and thought... Yeah, I might be able to, uh, you know, um, get him with this one. And I did. You got me. You got <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> All right, next. Hit what me. was cured by interferon? Oh, canker sores. 
Tankosaur is correct. Oh, sound they sound horrifying. <laughs> they're, they're it's, just, it's an ulcer in your mouth. You, have you ever got those yeah, when, yeah. You bite, oh, when you bite your tongue? Oh, yeah. yeah, I, I just get oh, sometimes I get them because I don't eat enough vegetables. <laughs> yeah, they're the worst. Oh, I no, I won't, I won't bore you with my mouth ulcer stories, but ooh. Lisa decided the green beans were missing a certain something when she uh, cooked a lovely dinner for uh, for the family. She went back into the kitchen to get them. Do you remember what S- that... Slivered almonds. Slivered almonds, that is correct. I've uh, never got this many questions correct ever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would have. But... <laughs> All right. What, what was the first job that Homer drew out of the hat? Oh, oh, oh. It's a job that nobody wants to do. Oh, cl- um, he, had- he had to scrub the toilet. That is correct. Well done. Virtual Doc. Uh, the makers of Virtual Doc also came up with two other virtual games or thingos, it seems. Can you remember what they were? Dragon Quest and Sim Sandwich. Holy shit, you are on fire. You are en fuego. <laughs> and I know that because that was my next question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All righty, my follow-up, just in case you already stole, accidentally stole one of mine, mm-hmm. I've got here, what colour code asks for leg wax at the hospital? Oh. Think no. about it. No. Oh, Who was uh, it for? Well, it's from, oh, so code yellow? Code blue. Code blue. Oh. Blue hair. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> when Marge is put in the ambulance... Which hospital uh, is too expensive? Oh, I don't know, but I know St. Mary's was one of the options before Springfield. No, nah, I don't know. What was it? That was Beth Israel. Was <laughs> Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's a bit much. St. Mary's, yeah. man, we can do better than that. End up at Springfield <laughs> Presbyterian. From this day forward, your name shall be... Alrighty, the new name segment brought to you this week by our beloved $20 patrons, Jordan, Moleman, Richie, Nick, Barbaro, Andrew, Zer, Christopher Darby... And the one and only Chris Mallion. Thank you so much oh. for your support, guys. Thank you so, so, so much. much. So much love for those people. But, you know, yes. a lot of love for everyone, but a little bit of extra love for those ones. Particularly, particularly during what's been a difficult time for everybody, your ongoing support through this time has is so appreciated. So thank you once again. Also, a massive shout-out to our new patrons. We've got Emma Halford, Lockie Shapierd, Hannah Taylor, and Mike O'Reilly. Thank you so much for jumping on board the Four Figure Discount Patreon bandwagon, guys. Indeed, we don't use the word hero too often on this podcast, but uh, we'll certainly use it in your case. All right, let's get to the new name leaderboard before you run through your favourites for this week. So in third position, we have Christopher Darby on five points, a tie for second, Jimmy Ferruja. Actually, no. Yeah, Jimmy Ferruja and Andrew Parker both on 10. Actually, no, no, no. I've screwed this all up. I've screwed this all up. Okay, right. I've got the... All right, so this is what happens. So, okay, here we go. So, Christopher Darby is in third position on five. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Ferruja is outright second on seven points, and we have a tie for first position. I didn't move him up from last week. I made a mistake. So Andrew ah. Parker and Gear Garoid Harrahill. Garoid Harrahill, should say, not Garoid. <laughs> we change his name every week. Uh, they're both in, uh, tied for first position on 10 points. So Christopher, Jimmy, Andrew, and Gear. So what have we got this week, Mr. Davis? Well, looking through, look, there's always some, uh, you know, there's always tremendous... Uh, Feats of wordplay and imagination in the uh, the new titles uh, the new titles section. I must point out, Dave Abbott-Smith and uh, Alistair Danick Danick, my uh, my apologies, have come up with something 
Oh, they've actually written a little song. Actually, well, Dave wrote the little song. Um, Lord Diddy, yes, and and Andrew Pelashati has uh, said, mm, "Will Dando or Guy sing this? Maybe a duet." Uh, at which point, should have said, should, I will. I will sing. Yes. What, what at which it? point, Alistair said, "Oh, I feel like I've started a weekly Guy sings segment." Yeah, you 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 <laughs> sucker, you you fool, Alistair. Um, I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're looking at the Facebook page at the moment, but uh, it's got some nice lyrics. I'm not. I will go to it though. Okay, but it is um, to the tune of "You Say It Best When You Say Nothing at All." I think which which I think is by Wet Wet Wet. No, no, no. That's Ronan Keating. As a oh, it's just Ronan, of course. Yes, they, they sing. I feel it in my fingers. Yeah. That's Wet Wet Wet. Yes. Ah, what is this? What is when you say nothing at all? Fr- is it from a movie? Is it from you say it best? I, I know the song, man. Is it from Notting Hill or something? Or oh, or what it- what movies are from? Sorry, I think yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, uh, it's Notting Hill. Yeah, yeah. Okay then. Yeah. So what's the what's the title we're singing? <laughs> oh, uh, well, oh, you- here we go. I found it. I found it. You found it. Okay, good. Oh my god, we have to do the verses and everything. Well, it's only four lines, man. It's not that hard. All right, you you do the first line. I'll do the second. Then I'll do the third. And you no no. You do first. I do second. You do third. I do fourth. Or we both we'll do, f- do it together. We'll do fourth. <laughs> okay. We'll do fourth together. Yes, let, let's do it. Okay. Go, go for it. The smile on Ned's face lets us know that it's cheesy. There's a look in his eyes saying Homer is queasy. The view of Ned's rump tells us we are having a ball. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. He wears it best. He wears it best. When he wears nothing at all. <laughs> okay, that, that wasn't too bad. Could use a little work. The lyrics were perfect. The, yeah, the performance, meh. To quote American Idol, yeah, a bit pitchy, dog. But uh, <laughs> but I think we did all right there. That was, Randy, uh, Rand, Randy would have liked that. Randy would have liked it. Who, who, else was the, who else were the judges on American Idol? I can't remember. You had um, Paula Abdul and oh, you had, who's the, who's the guy that started One Direction? The main guy. Oh, Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell. Yes. yes, he probably would have said, you know, something cutting in a British accent. Mm. No, we would have got the golden buzzer straight through. <laughs> I think it's the yeah. wrong show, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're going to Hollywood or something like that, or you're going to Vegas. I can't remember what he said. Anyway. So that doesn't win any points, does it? But that gets... We want a, a new song every week to sing right now. That, that gets that us... we're going to do? That gets us three points. That puts us on the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> we're tied for third. Yeah. Uh, look, a lot of good stuff in, the, in these new titles. I'm going to give one honourable mention this time around to Daniel Kotnick. For uh, bringing stupid, stupid, sexy Flanders back, but uh, one point goes to our pal Jordan Molman Ritchie for mm. nothing at all compares to you. There's a lot of wearing nothing at all or stupid, sexy Flanders stuff in the in the yeah. new titles thing. Um, well, it makes sense. That's what, that's what the episode's known for. Pretty much. I mean, I don't think anyone's sort of going to be focusing on Mister Sakamoto or. Um, you know, Lucille Ball or anything like that. It's it's mainly. I mean, let's be honest. Ned did cut a really fine figure in that uh, in that uh, ski suit. Man, if I had an ass like that, whoo-wee. Oh, I wouldn't. I'd never wear pants. <laughs> um, all right, two points. Two points go to Pat Wright. The right, right. stuff. Yes. All righty, he's moved up to yes. four points. He's just out of the leaderboard at the moment. Uh, top yep. three, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, having said that, he. Uh, did not do anything to, uh, to do with uh, Flanders's rump or wearing nothing at all. His title was Leprechaun. 
I think that's pretty smart. Mm. It sounds like leprechaun, but it's a leprechaun that uh, that Lisa pulls. I, yeah, yeah. It's quite impressive. I didn't have to it's, explain that to you. You knew multi layered. It's it's got more layers than an onion, man. Um, <laughs> but three points. Oh, I'm excited. Who is it? Are you excited? Is it, new, is it, is it someone new or is it, a, is it an old favourite? It's um, a good question. How do you feel about Alistair Danik? Oh, Alistair um, Danik. Wow, wee. What has he got? Three points for Sergeant Leper's Moaning Bart's Club Band. A lot of work went into that one, I think, Alistair. And you know, we appreciate it. We're giving you the three points, man. Gold for you, sir. So now we have Jordan Ritchie, Pat Wright, and Alistair Danik all on four points just outside of the top three. So the top three has not changed. We've still got uh, Gia and Andrew Parker tied for first position on 10 points, Jimmy Ferruja on seven, and Christopher Darby on five in third position. So thank you oh so much, guys, for contributing to the new name segment for this week. Don't forget, guys, if you want to be a Four Finger Discount patron and be a part of what's a great time in the Four Finger Discount Facebook group, get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like uh, Talking Seinfeld, uh, Tales of Futurama, some bonus Four Finger Discount podcasts where we review Simpsons episodes going forward, uh, way into the future. We've got Simpsons audio commentaries, The Guy and Dando Show, and so much so much more for as little as $1 per month. So mm. patreon.com slash Four Finger Discount to be a part of that. But as I said, once again, guys, thank you so much for sending in your names for this segment. It's been one of the, the, the better changes of the podcast since Mitch's, Mitch has left the show. I really do. I think the new name segment is my favorite segment of the entire show now. I'm very partial to it. There is something I want to say. There was one mention in this uh, most recent uh, you know, search for a new name where one of our patrons, um, should I name names? Yes, I am going to say it because, you know, he says he never gets his red ad anyway. Dylan Haggett, keep trying, sir. One of these days, your name may come up because, you know, you said not even going to try this week. Never get mine red ad anyway. Dylan Haggett, I just read out your name twice. So... <laughs> What was his name again? That that man's name. That, that name again is Dylan Haggett. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, let's just do a whole... Dylan Haggett, that's his name. That name again is Dylan Haggett. So, there you go. You got, you got it read out, buddy. Um, having said that, I'm, nev- I'm never, ever, ever, ever saying your name again until you come up with a cool name. You watch for everyone him. next week go, I'm not going to bother writing in now because I don't get my name read out anyway. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> the entire next week's show is just us doing the Mr. Plow tune, but replacing Mr. <laughs> Plow with people's names. That's, that's just next week's show. <laughs> and it'll probably get the highest ratings of, of any episode ever. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Okay, Little Big Mum originally aired in the States on January 9th in the year 2000. Can you believe, it, Mr. Davis, this is the first episode that we've ever reviewed here on Four Figure Discount from the year 2000? Oh, wow. The, the future. <laughs> Can, yeah, of the you, century. Do you remember when the do you remember when the when two thousand felt like, wow, it's a whole new you know it's a whole new era. It's you know we really feel like we're, you know, entering into a whole new dimension, a whole new phase of the world. And it's like, eh, that's just really more of the same shit. Uh, except we kind of did. I mean, the internet. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> okay, I take back what I said. I was just being a grump. We're still playing Snake on 3315s back in 2000, so. <laughs> uh, the chalkboard gag was, I will not create art from dung. It's a, it's a strange word to say, dung. dung. It is. We don't really use, tend to refer to human waste as dung, do we? I mean, it's really no, just no. animal waste. We, we know dung beetle. That's, it's always associated with the dung beetle. I guess so, yeah. Or horses or cows, perhaps? 
Yeah, yeah, cow dung. Yeah, of course. Let's not talking about dung. <laughs> yeah, no, let's do let's do a little more. I mean, because you don't really say dog dung or cat dung, do you? What about kangaroo dung? Mm. Camel dung, camel dung, camel works. dung, camel dung. Certainly, you're right. Let, you're right. This is a, this is a, a dead end uh, sort of topic. <laughs> <laughs> the couch gag was the Simpsons are a family of crushed ass dummies. They all get slammed into the TV. Um, and Homer's dummy head falls off at the end due to the, the trauma of being slammed into the television. Indeed. So the episode kicks off with an itchy and scratchy cartoon. They're few and far between these days, the old itchy and scratchy cartoons, but we get one here. So we have to really say what happens in the episode. Basically, he clones Scratchy because he misses him, but he clones him just purely so he can kill him over and over and over again. You kind of feel sorry for Scratchy. Let's not forget the uh, the guest appearance by Poochie at Scratchy's funeral. We definitely shouldn't. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And Poochie without a hat just looked looked wrong, looked weird. He needs yeah, that hat, man. But still very respectful losing the hat at the funeral. Good on him. Yes, yes. Whilst the family, so Bart, Lisa and Homer are trying to watch Itchy and Scratchy, Marge is trying to sneak out all the useless shit that the family has gathered up over the years. This is pretty much Nicola. When, it, when I'm watching Star Wars or something, she just she takes that advantage to go into the garage and just try and clear shit out. But I can, I can <laughs> sense it. It's like a disturbance in the force. I'm like, something's wrong. <laughs> are you a hoarder in that regard of, you know, like, mm, I, I'd better hold on to that box of whatever because, you know, I may need it or the flash with two flashes left on it or something. I have definitely improved in recent years, particularly since Elliot's been born because we just needed the space. But for a long time, I just hoarded, particularly when it came to just like, toys and collectibles and shit I just hung on to it all but now I just I just sold it all <laughs> I just didn't need it you know what I mean but there is some stuff that I've kept like I've kept some a lot of the figures from when I was a kid but it's good because now that I'm doing Nerd Daddy again on YouTube I can like do review videos of my old school like you know I'm going to do a video t- tonight with Elliot of my old school you won't know what these are but they're Street Shark toys which were huge in the 90s um, I'm aware and- of Street Sharks I mean I'm not I'm not 100% up on Street Sharks but I have heard the name yeah so that they were a big thing for kids in the 90s and you know that they sell for like, you know, 30, 40 bucks each on eBay now. So, or maybe a little bit less. But the thing is, if you want to get the whole set, it's going to cost you a pretty penny to collect all like 15, 20 of them. But see, I've got most of them from when I was a kid. So, I'll now be able to do a video and say, hey, check out all this useless shit that I've still got. But yeah, that's, I, I, I still have a lot of my old school toys. But when it comes to things like fucking, I used to have Tarzos and all that kind of shit. I'm just like, you don't need this shit, man. I've got the Tarzos that are on the wall, but they're only on the wall still because I'm too fucking lazy to take them off. <laughs> Well, I've got a bit of that as well. I mean... Well, you had all those magazines, didn't you? I did have a lot of magazines, some of which I threw out and now I regret. I mean, but yeah, some I kept and, you know, I you know, went out to Bunnings and got the, uh, you know, the plastic containers or whatever and they're, you know, safely under the bed or under a desk somewhere and that's all good. But, you know, when I was writing about TV back in the, uh, in the 2000s um, and when there was still a bit of money floating around, you'd get sent weird sort of, you know, promotional merch... And, you know, some of it I would peg, but, uh, yeah, some I kept because I thought, mm, even if this isn't for me, I may be able to sell this one day when I finally set up my eBay shop or something like that. Or, you know, become I'll a millionaire. On, <laughs> I'll flog it off on Gumtree or on face, or just on Facebook or whatever. Like a, a Betty Draper from Mad Men Barbie doll. Oh, wow. So was that made in, was that for sale in stores or was it just promotional? I I'm not sure. I mean, um, but, you know, I've still got it, still in the box, still mint condition. So, if, you know, if there are any January Jones fans out there who are real, you know, pervs, then, yeah, get in touch because I'm happy to sell this shit to you. Um, I'm, going, I'm going to go on eBay right now whilst you tell me what else you've got. I'm going to find out how much they sell for. Okay, well, there's like, you know, 
little Green Lantern action figures when the Green Lantern movie came out. And, you know, of course, that died to death. So I don't think anybody wants those. Um, what else? Yeah, well, little... Don, Don Draper sold for 160 bucks yesterday. Oh, how much does Betty Draper sell for? Let's have a look. All right. Betty Draper. Betty Draper. Betty. Two T's. Yeah, Betty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you said Betsy. Oh, no, sorry, no, Betty, yeah. I've watched the show. I do know Betty. Oh, if you have a four- Whoa, shit. Seriously? How much? $390. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to set up a... <laughs> I'm going to set up an eBay account. <laughs> My, no shit, dude. Mad Men Betty Draper 2010 Barbie doll. $403 sold yesterday. Okay, well, I'm go- look, I'm going to take a picture of it and put it up on the uh, on the patrons page. And <laughs> Can I buy it for $200? <laughs> hmm. Honestly, yeah, to, well, for cash in hand, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably do that. Actually, no, probably two fifty. Um, anyway, oh, let's make a deal once we're once we're off air. <laughs> yes, no, that, that's good, man. You, you, you sit on gold mines there. Like, each week, you're gonna tell me a new item that you've collected over the years. We'll see how much it's worth, guys. Guys, treasure chest. <laughs> oh, oh, this is this is good stuff. Okay, then, mm, nice. <laughs> anyway, getting back to little big mum, shall we? <laughs> Uh, let's. Oh, by the way, before we uh, before we move on, I just want to say, even by itchy and scratchy standards, the whole uh, Tears of a Clone episode was pretty gnarly. I mean, creating clone after clone that you just kill in various ways until you actually set up the killing machine. What's in the box, Mom? This box? Oh, nothing. Are you sure? You sound nervous. Well, anyone would be nervous with all the economic turmoil you read about in the... <laughs> Get her! She's doing something! <laughs> Get it's a goodwill truck! She cleaned up the attic! Her junk! And the exits are sealed. Got a plan B. Come on! Go! Go! I'm trying! Stop yelling at me! No, you don't! Oh, precious heirlooms. Daddy would never let them take you. That was scary. We came this close to losing our spare Christmas tree stand. You monster. Look, here's a box for my pitch bag. If I still had it, I could put it in here. I'll never get rid of this useless junk. Useless? This flash tube has two flashes left. Why didn't they put Why didn't they put Bart or Lisa through the uh, through the dog door? Yeah, I, I I know that you know you have to. As I always say, you sacrifice logic for the sake of a good joke. But it's like, eh, one of the smaller kids probably could have got through, or they were a bit easier. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. I didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they eventually get it back, and they're going through it all and. Bart saying, "Look, look! I've got my box. What's a, what's a pitchback, by the way? I've no idea. Okay, okay I'm Google yeah. that. But Let's yeah, Bart wants to keep his pitchback. But it's funny because, like, I've got a lot of collectible shit here, and it is important that if you do plan to resell at some point, that you do keep that box because collectors want the box. box. I mean, they won't, you won't you won't get as much as mint in box, like unopened. But if you at least have the original box, you'll get a lot more than what if you if you don't. Because thing is, old school figures." They had cool fucking boxes, man. All the sh- all the shit that's on the back and everything, like it's it, it really adds to the, to the to the figure. So we've got a pitch back is something to do with base. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's like when, a net. It's a net you throw the ball at or something. 
Yeah, yeah. So it you pitch it and it comes back to you. It's all in the title. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but Bart wants to keep his box and whatnot. And Homer eventually finds his skis. Here's a question: Which which Olympics? Homer the Nagano, Nagano Olympics. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it was '98. It was not long before this episode. Uh, okay then. Um, and then she says, "I wish you wouldn't impulse buy." And then Homer impulse decides he wants to go to the snow. They all arrive at the snow. We get a bit of you know, classic physical Homer comedy here with him getting dragged up the uh, the ski lift and getting frozen and then burnt and whatnot. There was some good but- Homer physical comedy in this thing. I did like his tumble off the uh, off the back of the um, off the back of the truck when he was retrieving the junk. Yeah, I thought that was nicely done. Balance it all and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Marge is scared of heights, but decides to rock it. What a shithead. There's nothing worse than when you're... I hate it when you're, you admit that you're scared about something and someone who's not scared of said thing takes advantage of that. It's like, what are you doing? I've just, yeah. I've just opened up and told you a fear of mine and you're, you're taking advantage of that. Indeed. A little sidebar. I noticed the name Donick Carey as the exec, co-executive producer of this episode and you know, of, of a few Simpsons episodes, a fair few mm-hmm. Simpsons episodes. And the lovely Louise and I watched this uh, Netflix movie on the weekend called Have a Good Trip, which is sort mm-hmm. of like, which is about, you know, uh, psychedelic drugs and, uh, you know, myths about them, uh, you know, flaws and virtues, their use in uh, uh, various psychiatric treatments and that kind of thing. And it was written and directed by Donick Carey and it's got a lot of, you know, sort of comedians in there talking about their experiences with psychedelics and all that. And one of the things that they do mention is they've got sort of like do's and don'ts for when you're tripping. And one is, you know, don't be a dick and sort of, you know, go to someone when they're starting to come up and just go, Ooh, and you know, ooh, the wall's starting to welt, and ooh, how are you feeling? I mean, yeah, don't be a dickhead and do that. So, yeah, just as you know, don't do that when someone's tripping. If someone is on a uh, on a chairlift, which let's frank, let's face it, can be kind of scary. Yeah, don't rock it and don't say, ooh, you're about to fall out, because no, that's yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember when um, Nicola and I did the walk over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. We got to the top. And Nicola was, and Nicola's not scared of anything, man. But we got to the top and Nicola was just, she just froze. She was just really, really scared. Couldn't explain why. She was just really scared. And the, the guy who was taking the tour, the host, just grabs her by the arm and goes, don't fall. And in that moment, I could have picked him up and thrown him off the edge. I was so angry. Oh. Like she was yep. genuinely scared and he grabbed her by the arm and sort of like shook her and said, don't fall. And she just like was teared up. I was like, is this guy for real? Like... I, I could have I could have murdered somebody in that moment. <laughs> this is the what this is the guy running the tour. The guy running the tour who was like running the 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 whole walk. What a she dick. goes she goes she, he goes anyone here scared and she put her hand up she goes I'm terrified. He grabbed her arm after she put it up and said don't fall and shook her. Absolute penis. Ugh. Yeah. Oh man, I could have just fucking thrown him off the edge but anyway, I I gave him a stern look. <laughs> and to- and I may have yes. said a word or two, but yeah, and a and a and a very bad Yelp review. <laughs> oh yeah, mate. He, he trip advisor zero stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but yeah, so they're going up the ski lift. Marge bails on the kids. Homer is choosing which hill he wants to go through. You mentioned before it was a great wordplay. The Widowmaker. That's for ladies. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> and this is where we get the moment that everyone remembers. Hi, <laughs> diddly ho, shoes in boots, <gasps> Flanders. That suit's a little revealing, isn't it? Well, it allows for maximum mobility. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> Quit it! Must wash eyes! Uh-oh. 
Okay, don't panic. Remember what the instructor said. If you ever get into trouble, all you need to do is... Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Stupid sexy Flanders. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's funny and all. But is it that funny? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, I think in the context of this episode, it's like, not, yeah, not really. I mean, it it pays off later with with stupid sexy Flanders. I mean that that that's funny because you know he's you know Homer needs this information that'll stop his nuts getting you know beaten to hell by moguls on the on the slope, and all he can remember is just how hot Flanders looks in that outfit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird how something like that sort of takes on a life of its own, even if it's not you know the best gag or whatever. But uh, I don't know. It's, see, see, to, maybe to it's, me, I've always compared it. And I'm, I'm no doubt in the minority here, but I've always compared this to everything's coming up Millhouse. Yeah, I mean that's that's not necessarily a great joke in and of itself, even in the even in the context of that episode. But I don't know it's fun when someone says it um, just unexpectedly, or just it's, pulls it's, it's, out. It's, it's, it's just one of those things, and this happens quite a lot when we're talking about like doing the Seinfeld podcast, talking Seinfeld. Is that there's there's just one line is that popped up in pop culture it's popped up in everyday conversation that made you sort of go oh, yeah you watch the simpsons too yeah you know what i mean it's like it's not necessarily funny but it's just it just works its way into everyday conversations absolutely right yeah i mean yeah look it's, it's a it's a strange one it's a funny and a, it's funny haha but it's also funny unusual how it how it has taken on that second life i mean because because if, I, if i'm if i'm watching i watch this episode and then nothing at all thing came up and i was like Oh yeah, it's that moment. I didn't really laugh, but if I'm at work and someone is like wearing some clothes and they go, "I'm wearing nothing at all," they'll get a really good laugh out of me. Yeah, because because they're referencing that show that I love. You know what I mean? I think that's it's a, it's a, it's a moment that is able to sort of connect people, as opposed to just make you laugh when you're watching it. I think you're onto something very very apt and very on the money there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't I can't I can't really sort of get much deeper with it than that. I mean, yeah, sometimes. Something just works outside, you know, outside of uh, its original context, and it's you can sort of plug and play it into just about anything. So Homer, Homer slides away. Um, it's absolute carnage. <laughs> um, he gets, gets his balls smashed on the rocks and everything, and then he crash lands, but then straight away wants to ride again. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Lisa is struggling with her skis. She finds these deers. I did like this because it was sort of like it took me in a direction I wasn't expecting because I couldn't remember too much about this episode. But I thought when she was looking at the, the deer that someone was going to shoot one of them. You know, that was going to spoil the moment for her. But no, they just turned into vicious creatures. <laughs> well, a couple of things. First of all, Lisa's cross-country skiing as opposed to downhill skiing. I've done a bit of cross-country skiing and it is actually the worst. Okay. Uh, it's terrible. And yeah, you mean, you kind of feel like, oh, yeah, I'm in the great outdoors. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, God. Why have I got these huge bloody clown shoe things on my feet? Uh, and then, yeah, being confronted by deer, everyone's like, oh, Bambi. Oh, oh deer. They're, they're lovely. Deers are scary. They're horses with horns. That's, you know, and horses are scary enough by themselves because they got hooves that'll kick the shit out of you. And, you know, they're giant muscular beasts. Deers are all that. And they've got big ass horns on their head. I don't We've got we've got friends over overseas whose dog got killed by a wild deer. They were what literally the at like that, that at the front of their house and, and deers roam the streets sometimes during the winter. Oh. And a deer ran up to um their dog at the front yard and just like stomped it to death. Fuck. 
Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't stop it. It just stomped. Just stomped their do- their little dog to death. Yes. They, reckon, they reckon it took like fifteen to twenty seconds. That dog was just a goner because the I, the, the, the deer had a baby across the road, and it, was, oh, it thought okay. the dog was going to you know attack its baby. So it literally bolted across the road, attacked the dog, and that was it. Done. I really are right. Deer are scary, frightening, frightening beasts. <laughs> Let, let's let's shoot them and eat their flesh. God, God, that's your quote of the week. <laughs> Deer are scary, frightening. Frightening beasts. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do that in my Ken Brockman voice. Uh, frightening, man. frightening beasts. <laughs> uh, where were we up to? Yeah, so she, the deer scene. Um, the, so the ranger here, by the way, is from the episode Mountain of Madness. He's the one, uh, the episode where Homer and Burns get um, stranded in the cabin, in the mountain. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's got a different voice here. But yeah, it's the same ranger. So I'm assuming they're on the same mountain mountain slope. Um, Bart is, and I think it's, Dolph and Nelson maybe are doing I think, skiing classes yeah. with Otto. Um, he's going to go blast a dookie. And yes, learning snowboard lingo. That was one going to be one of my trivia questions. What was Bart's other? What was the Bart's snowboard lingo? Which was stomp that pickle revert. Which I don't know. I think they pulled. <laughs> I think they pulled words out of a hat again. Disco stew. This is where we get this, the the moment where he creeps on Marge. And I mean, it's understandable if you think Marge is single. Marge is someone that you would creep on. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the hair up look. I mean, she always looks better with her hair down, if you ask me. She does, but, yeah, know. yeah. But the uh, the moment you see that wedding ring, buddy, back away, back <laughs> away. That, that is correct. <laughs> Snow fox at five o'clock. Move it in, shove it out, disco lady. Is this seat taken? Uh, I think that's an armrest. So. Do you party? You mean like uh, hats and noisemakers kind of party? Sure, baby. Whatever your trip is, Disco Stu wants you to be comfortable while he does his thing. Who's Disco Stu? Hi, pumpkins. Kids, back away, not today. Disco lay there. Have you been in here all day? You missed all the fun. Skiing fanny first into a crevasse isn't my idea of fun. The only risk I'm taking is running out of marshmallows. <laughs> Ow! Somebody get a doctor! Oh, man, another clock accident. No wonder. Look at this. That ought to hold it. I want my wife to get the best treatment money can buy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't go nuts. Mm, better than that. Perfect. Yeesh. I can't believe she went home with those guys. So we come back and Marge is in hospital. Um, Hibbert tells her she's got a compound fracture. And she has to stay and rehabilitate. But she wants to go home though and do the chores because, you know, that's just, that's basically that's Homer's, I don't know, Homer's, uh, Marge's, you know, that's the way, that's what she sees as her job in life is to run the household. You know what I mean? Whether it's right or wrong, that's 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 her purpose, and it's what she enjoys doing. It's what she wants to do. But you know, she has to stay at hospital. Um, Lisa says that she'll take over for the for a while. But here, though, don't worry, mum. All the laundry and dirty dishes will still be there when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little insensitive, just, dude. <laughs> yeah, just no no help at all, Homer and Bart. But speaking of insensitive, though, Lisa here. I oh, don't worry, mum. I've seen what you do around the house. I can handle it. I'll probably even be more efficient. I was thinking, yeah, when that. When that came, I was like, yeah, that's a little bit patronizing, Lisa. I'm like, you little bitch. And even Marge is just like, all right, then, yeah, have fun. 
Try and do yeah. it then. No worries. <laughs> Just make sure your father eats all his meals over a tarp. <laughs> and gets dressed. Well, true, yes. Because, yeah, it's either Marge does it or one of her friends. <laughs> I thought that was a good line, actually. <laughs> good Lord, you're wasting thousands of dollars worth of interferon. And you're interferon with our good time. <laughs> well, I'll be. That cured my canker sores. Can we just give a little shout-out to that whole interferon-with-our-good-time joke? I, yeah, again. Look, I knew you would appreciate that. You just you love it, your wordplay. <laughs> it is. It's kind of, it is kind of my thing, or well, it's everybody's thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know the way to my heart is just a good pun. So, yes. um, and, and that was not a bad one. So there we go. But, yes, um, we return to uh, the Simpson household where, yes, Homer is, as usual, not wearing pants or clothes. <laughs> Okay, now we're going to draw jobs from the chore hat. Come on, bikini inspector. Scrub toilet. Okay, that was the practice. 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 Okay, here we go. Feed fish. I'll supervise. You know, the reason for the hat... Oh, it's a great hat. No one's questioning the hat. Will you at least do the dishes? Lisa, I'll do the dishes when I pick it out of the chore hat, and it's not a practice. See, there it is. But that was a practice. The system worked. So they've put plates in the fish tank because they chose to feed the fish. And mm-hmm. basically, Lisa in this moment is just acting like Marge. You know, sending them off to work, sending them off to school. Don't do this. Don't swap your lunch money, blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> those boys of mine. Marge is busy washing windows in the hospital. She gets told off, told to sit down and just relax. And she's told that, you know, if you have any issues or the window's too dirty, just push this button. And we'll sort it out. And no, they're not going to come help. It's just going to up her morphine. <laughs> <laughs> and she really gets hooked on that shit. She does. And then Mr. Sakamoto, it's Mr. by the way, Mr. Sakamoto oh, okay, cool. gives her the massage. He does his thing. And yeah, I do love a good massage. I, I was never really into massages all that much. And then I had some, I had a really good one in Bali. It's like, oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. When you, when you have a good one, that sort of makes up for all the... Not even bad ones, but it's like, oh, I don't know what all the fuss is about with this massage business. And then you I, don't get like a, my, I don't like neck massages because it just hurts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes you've got to sort of power through. It's like, oh, I'm sure I'm going to feel good after this is done, but right now it's like, <laughs> mm. 100%. Um, Lisa's preparing dinner and she gets absolutely no thanks. So she's starting to see the, the downside of being essentially a housewife, you know, having to look yeah. after the family who's just not supportive at all. They just take, 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 take and don't give back in return. Um, they go off and they're all watching TV, not paying attention to Lisa at all. Bart is not has not done the dishes. Homer goes and does the groceries, except he doesn't do the proper groceries. He buys the bread of astronauts. <laughs> yeah. He also buys maple soda, which I must admit I was not uninterested in. I'm like, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that might be like. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like I wonder, maybe like a spin on creamy soda. Maybe. That's what that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um. Then he makes a phone call with the candy phone. <laughs> I gave you a list. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you were way up. <sniffs> Hello, Lollipop Island. There's a little girl here who had too many sour balls. <sniffs> anyway, where were we? Hello? Hello? They hung up. I did like that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> they hung up on me. Something about something about sour balls as well, which I thought was pretty yes. funny. Yes. Marge is still enjoying her massage and Lisa calls her up basically to sort of get an idea of when Marge is coming back to take back the reins because she clearly can't handle it. 
but Marge has even forgotten why she's even in hospital in the first place. She's just there enjoying her massages. Bart and Homer are meanwhile playing Marco Polo with the house. It's all flooded. Just all going <laughs> to shit at the Simpson household and Marge just bails on Lisa. Homer and Bart here next are watching TV very loud. And yeah, this was my favourite. I just loved Homer's response. Lucy? You hit her pretty hard there, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Say, folks, what's all the ruckus? John, Wayne! Will you guys turn that thing down? Sweetie, if we didn't turn it down for the cops, what chance do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Hit her again! It's joke-ass Homer. I know it is joke-ass Homer, but it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then we get the really, really weird vision of Lucille Ball. I was like... This just seemed very odd to me. Just seemed very random. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, they're 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 watching Lucille Ball downstairs on TV. Yeah, but still, why why Lucille Ball? It's it's yeah, it seems like a very uh, out of nowhere reference to throw in. I guess you had to get someone who passed away. That's why they're a vision. If if you're willing to suspend your disbelief, I don't know. Yeah, true. I don't know if it's the most flattering depiction of Lucille Ball either. That, that's what I didn't find right either. Because like, it seems Lucille kind Ball, of disrespectful. She's, she's, a Holy, she's a Hollywood treasure, right? Oh yeah, pioneering female comedian, TV star, businesswoman, all that kind of stuff. I mean, just just, just female TV star in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, to be sort of presenting her as what I, I've forgotten the name of the woman who created Malibu Stacy and was voiced by Kathleen Turner, but it's like, but it was always smoking. It's like. Not now. That is, I'm that is, too that is, drunk. Her, her name is Stacy. <laughs> oh, there you go. But that's yeah. That it kind of reminded me of that uh, of that depiction, which is yeah, not really that flattering either. So I don't no. know, man. But uh, it, it, yeah, reminded, it reminded me of Lucille Ball if she was Patty and Selma. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good point. And I was just like, oh. I, I I didn't realize she was looked upon. What was she looked upon like this at all by anybody, or that they just think this would be a funny way to parody parody her. I don't think so. I mean, look, Lucille Ball sort of, you know, had a really long career, to the best of my recollection. I mean, she sort of, you know, started in the 30s or 40s, and I mean, she was probably still going strong in the... I've forgotten exactly when she checked out, but I mean, I think she was still doing shows and that in the 80s, you know. She's a bit of a showbiz legend, so this, yeah, just feels kind of... I mean, you could say, oh, no, you know, we're being... uh, yeah, should appreciate the gag as much as anybody, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm. So she gives her the idea for the uh, for the prank with the oatmeal and whatnot to make them think that they've got leprosy. Um, mm. They get diagnosed. This is basically now is the the equivalent of um, diagnosing Google. yourself by by Google. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so the, virtu- the, the virtual doctor who was voiced by um, what was his name? Uh, he was, was Elwood by- Edwards. Is that right? Yeah, or- the voice of the internet service provider America Online. Mm. Given that I'm Australian, I did not know about. Well, I knew I knew what America Online was, but I'd never really, I'd never knew that it had a voice. It's like the voice mm. of, say, you know, Mister Movie Phone. You know about it through through Seinfeld or whatever. Through one hundred percent through Seinfeld. Yeah, 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 yeah. but exactly uh, right. but you've never you've never actually heard it yourself, or unless you want to sort of really run up your phone bill and you know dial twenty digits and then dial you know Movie Phone in the US just to hear it. <laughs> Go to the library and get the phone book. <laughs> Lisa. Says that the only way they're going to be cured is if they start cleaning the house. They've got to be t- uh, cleaner and tidier. They decide they're going to go see someone holier than Jesus, and that is Flanders. <laughs> I they did just, like I, Homer's like what the mop mops. 
The cure sounds worse <laughs> than the disease. I liked the way they were acting like zombies <laughs> at the door. True, the whole the whole brains thing. I mean, because I initially thought, okay, yeah, they're doing the zombie thing, brains, brains. Like, how are you going to work that into it? Use your brains to help us. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> Oh man, and even just the it was well animated looking through the peephole as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, Flanders comes out looking very COVID nineteen ready <laughs> with his face mask and everything. I had written that exact same thing, Dando. I said <laughs> Ned, Ned looking very COVID nineteen. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a natural conclusion to come to in these times, but still, it's it's but, nice but- that we're on the same page. Well, we just watched an episode of The Blacklist last night from season two because we're way behind, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the whole episode was about exposing uh, a, um, a virus into the ah. world and everyone getting sort of contaminated. I'm like, it just hits home a lot harder now when you watch shit like that. Oh, yeah. Look, one of my favourite movies is uh, 12 Monkeys. And I'm, I'm oh, kind yes. of reluctant yeah, yeah, to rewatch yeah. it because <laughs> it's all, you know, spreading viruses and whatnot. And I'm like, eh, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt, but still. So. <laughs> Um, they Homer and Bart walk in. They touch the kids' food. Just being obnoxious. Um, Flanders. <laughs> they don't kick them out. They just send them away. You don't know where to just yet. Mm. Um, Homer gives Flanders a big kiss on the lips, and Marge has to suck off his mustache. I felt here in this moment that they were going to cut because I think Flanders says something on the lines of "get the alcohol-free alcohol" or something like that. Yeah. I felt like right then they were going to cut to the kids saying "yay" something like that. <laughs> but I feel like they cut it out because it's sort of it's a real sudden cut to the next scene. I feel yeah. like they probably cut that one out because they have them saying one of those exact same responses like 30 seconds later with the Christmas. Yeah. But uh, Marge gets her cast cut off at hospital and she has a very hairy leg. Um, it's understandable. It has been a week. I remember when I had my plaster on my arm cut off and my goodness gracious, did it stink. It smells, man. I, I, I've i never actually busted a bone. so um, But I remember that a friend of mine at school did and... He would occasionally sort of, you know, um, he busted like his forearm or something and occasionally hold the cast up so he could get a whiff of, you know, what was going underneath. It's like, oh my God, that's rank. Yeah. <laughs> that's not good, man, at all. <laughs> we, were easily, we were easily amused at the age of 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lisa is cleaning the house alone because Homer and Bart are nowhere to be found. Mo calls her up. I'll just play that phone call. I do like the relationship that Mo and Homer have. As bad as it is for Homer and his family life, the, the, it, Mo, it's I very enabling. Mo, Mo genuinely yes. loves him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marge arrives, asks what they are. Lisa comes clean, says that she's lost them. They go and see Flanders. Flanders tells them he sent them to Molokai, the leper colony over there in Hawaii. He used his Christmas fund, and they're going to have to spend an imaginary Christmas as a result. Do you remember what Rod and Todd uh, got? Oh, um, pogo stick was one. Vacuum cleaner, hula hoop. That's right. Yeah. Cooler hoop. That's right. That's right. And Marge pokes fun at them. It was it was strange seeing Marge poke fun at them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't really. Ne- it didn't really need that, as far nah, as I'm concerned. Because yeah. it's sort of like trying to say to the viewer, "Hey, how, these these kids are they're weird, right?" And it's like, oh, yeah, that, it was yeah. pretty self-explanatory. Uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, Homer and Bart arrive in Hawaii. Um, I did like the little detail here: the driver not accepting their money because it's in the oh yeah the colony. whole yeah the whole yeah <laughs> yeah that was. Good. <laughs> And of course, we get our weekly gay reference here. We can go watch some gay guys get married. I guess in nineteen, <laughs> I guess in the year two thousand or ninety nine, Hawaii was one of the few places that allowed it. Is that right? Maybe, yeah. 
I'd have to do my uh, a little more deep dive research on that. They did have a very nice rainbow, however, in uh, in Hawaii, which you know, I don't know is more symbolism, I guess. I don't know. So basically, the episode sort of just this is just the end of it. So Homer and Bart they get treatment, even though they know they don't need it, and the family arrive, and that's just pretty much it. They're getting a free holiday in Hawaii as a result. It's just the the ending was very very weak, weak yes. in my opinion. I um I thought the episode started off alright, veered off into a completely random direction and then just sort of fell off a cliff in the last two to three minutes just sort of uh, i don't know that's just my opinion anyway it doesn't so much end as it stops um and after the vision i guess after flanders sends homer and bart away it's like that that's it the episode's done yeah it's like uh, we're yeah they all end up in hawaii and that's it okay yeah so Let's go to lunch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect the Simpsons writers' room because they're all infinitely more sort of smart and creative than I am. But that kind of feels like, and okay, that's it, and that's it, and, and it closes out with an um, Hawaiian tinged version of the Simpsons theme tune. Yes, and over the Gracie, uh, you do hear a reprise of that uh, of a line from the uh, from the Lucy episode that uh, that. Uh, Homer and Bart were watching. Hit it pretty hard there, Frick. <laughs> so, um, yeah, which, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think uh, Ricky Ricardo ever actually hit Lucy on the Lucy show back in the 50s or whenever it was aired. I was certainly I mean, hope not. No, I don't believe so. I mean, threats of domestic violence were kind of played for laughs on certain American sitcoms back in the day. I mean, you know, you got the classic The Honeymooners with, one of these days, Alice Pow! Right to the moon. But of course, Jackie Gleason never actually hit his wife. Um, I mean, to, look to the best of my knowledge, the on-off-air marriage of uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, uh, who played Ricky, was kind of fraught. I think he liked other ladies, but Ooh. I don't know if he ever actually slapped his wife around. So. Eh. I don't know. There were a few just sort of weird notes in this episode, just sort of weird bum notes. I mean, and, and a lot of them had to do with Lucille Ball for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, and I'm not even like a huge Lucille Ball fan, but I think, you, you know, I'm a big fan in sort of paying proper respect where it's due. And, yeah, to sort of take what seemed like cheap shots. Especially like since this. you've been dead for a decade. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, guys. But look, this—it's the episode that gave us stupid, sexy Flanders. Which you know, <laughs> even if you're saying you don't know why it's all that great, it's still pretty great. Let's not overthink it. I don't know. <laughs> what did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from the episode, Mister Davis? That the uh, the treatment for leprosy it is indeed probably worse than the cure, and a Hawaiian holiday does not compensate for that. <laughs> no, not at all. It sounds fucking horrifying. I um I learned that I indeed share Marge's love of a head massage. Oh. Like, my goodness gracious! If you play with my hair, like like just massage my head, I'm asleep in five minutes. Okay, well I'm not going to do that, but uh, <laughs> please, please do. I, I imagine if you ask Nicola nicely, she'd probably do it. But uh... <laughs> she won't even go near me these days. <laughs> it's the patron mailbag time. Alrighty, so it is time for the patron mailbag. But before then. We're going to announce this month's winner of the $50 Pop Culture e-gift card. Whoa! Which can be used to purchase whatever you like from popculture.com.au. Not just Australia's, but the world's number one online source of officially licensed Simpsons merchandise. 
is that actually official or is that like marketing spin from uh, Andy or Alex or even Ash? <laughs> no, that's that's legit because no one else sells officially licensed Simpson shit unless you're at a theme park, I don't think. <laughs> oh, okay then. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but see, basically the stuff that you get, because I work at Podcotch, everyone knows that. The stuff that you get at my work now, the new stuff, is stuff that I actually played a part in designing. So it's good shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> like EG. You want a Christmas stocking? Hey, don't just get a fucking Christmas stocking. Get a Millpool cast Christmas stocking. Why would you not do that? 100%. Or you can go get an officially licensed Simpsons stonecutters ring. Or mm. an officially licensed Simpsons booting flag. Not those cheap knockoffs. An officially licensed booting flag. <laughs> Does Tash have anything to do with these? She designs them all. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tash. She's good Shout people. out to Tash at Icon, yes. Alrighty, so the prize winner for this month is... Aaron Young. Whoa, Aaron. 50 whole bucks. Yeah, what to spend a man. At, uh, to spend at Pop Culture. Go nuts, my man. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. Being a patron, Mr. Young, make sure you send us an email or drop us a message on the Four Finger Discount Facebook page or us mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au and we'll send you that code that you can use for the Pop Culture website. Don't forget, guys, like you said, Pop Culture, great sponsors of the show. Uh, each month, we're going to be giving away a $50 e-gift card and they may be playing a role in who wins the new name leaderboard. It's going to be Ooh. much better than a $50 e-gift card. Absolutely. So keep, so keep contributing, guys. But yes, popculture.com.au for your officially licensed Simpsons merchandise as well as a shitload of other stuff. We have like 10,000 items on the website. Check, make sure you check it out. Okay, patron mailbag. First question of the week comes from Pat Wright. What is the worst injury you've ever witnessed or suffered? You said you've never broken a bone, so I don't think you've ever suffered anything too bad by the sounds of it. Let me tell you a story from my uh, from my childhood, though. Sit back, I remember- children. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually went to a country race meeting uh, with my dad. And I was probably about 10 or 11 years old. It was at the height of summer. It was stinking hot. And um, there was they had one of those things, uh, like a dunk tank, you know, where you throw a ball at a target and someone's sitting yeah. on a thing. Yeah, they get, they get uh, dunked into a barrel of water. This was a very jerry-built kind of device of that kind. Um, <laughs> oh God, I, don't, I don't like yeah. where this is going. Oh, <laughs> here's how it ends up. But it's a stinking hot day, um, and I notice that a few people have actually sort of a few kids my age have got into the um, into the dunk tank. I'm like, hey, I might join them. That seems like fun. Dad's off, you know, placing bets or you know whatever. Uh, so I get in dad. there, yeah, being my dad uh, and enjoying the, the you know, day at the races. So I get in there, and I'm actually sitting under the the thing that uh, the the planks that someone sits on when they get dunked. And it's sort of there's two, and they open in the middle when you hit the when you hit the target. So I'm underneath that. Apparently, some kid I I think it was a kid came along, hit the target with their hand, and the board swung down. And yeah, I'm underneath it. I got hit in the head not on, not only by uh, like the wooden board, but by like a screw or something that was oh. jutting out of it. So oh shit, I'm. Yeah, so I'm basically walking around this country race meeting with blood streaming down my head, looking for my dad. <laughs> Man, dad, I got hit in the head. I have to. We have to go. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was near the end of the day, and I, I don't think I cost dad any money by you know uh, pulling him away when he was about to place the winning bet on something. But we had to find a hospital. I had to get a fucking tetanus shot. Oh, no. 
Um, what, in uh, your head? <laughs> oh, well, just, uh, I think they put the needle in my arm, but I mean, and I don't think I had to get <laughs> stitches, but they sort of technically said, eh, look, that's not too bad, but... Mm, eh. This sounds horrifying. <laughs> I don't remember a great deal about it other than... I mean, I don't remember being in abject pain or anything like that. It's just like, oh, this is inconvenient. It, it sounds like a comedy movie of you in the water. Some kid pushes a thing, then you look up, and then the camera's from your from your perspective of this thing yeah. coming down, ah! and then you then you go, ah! and then <laughs> And I can't recall if the kid who uh, who pushed the target, you know, actually said, "Oh, sorry, mate," or if they just sort of ran off or whatever. Mate, if but, I did yeah, that, so- I'm, I'm bolting. <laughs> That's a, hit, that's, a, yep. that's a drive-by, yeah, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can only imagine what it would what have been like for my poor father. <laughs> you know, he's having a nice father-son bonding day. <laughs> <laughs> then we have to go home to mum. It's like, eh, yeah, he got his head cracked open by a rusty screw. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's my injury story. That's one that that's one that leaves to mind. I've got no story to top that. We're going to move on. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Madeline Corzine says, "How messy do you let your house get when it's just you?" Oh, very. Sometimes, and like I don't even realize it's got messy. Sometimes I'll be sitting here in this podcast room, and I look around to my left, and there's like eight cans of fucking soft drink, and I'm like, "Brendan, sort your life out." <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I, look, I have a tendency to get a bit like that. I'm, I'm. I can be kind of a slob. My relationship with the lovely Louise has kind of tidied that up a bit. Because, I mean, when we first started seeing each other, uh, she was like, oh, I'd like to come over to your house one of these days. And I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Just yeah, give me give me a chance to tidy it up first. Because, you know, I'm a single man living alone. It's a bit of a mess. And then, you know, one day we were near my house anyway when we'd gone out. She said, oh, can I come in from there? And I'm like, okay, fine. But, you know, don't judge me too harshly. And, I mean, there was like... It wasn't hoarder status, but there were like piles of newspapers that like, oh, there's an article in that that I need to read, so let, don't throw it out just yet. Or whatever, it's from whatever. July 2004. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it probably was. Uh, <laughs> luckily, she didn't dump me on the spot, but and I, I could, she didn't come across like she was absolutely disgusted or, oh, this guy's a fucking loser or anything like that. But I was like, I should probably make things a bit neater. You know, if I wanted yeah. to come keep coming back to my house, which I'd like. So ever since then, it's been a gradual tidy-tidy with occasional backsliding of like, well, like Bart does in the episode, no, the dishes are soaking. And like, I've, I've, I've let dishes soak for like three days. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like... Uh, they, they, so, they, they've wrinkled up like a prune. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I, I, have, I have a tendency to err towards slobbishness, but I am trying to improve. And I yep. think I have improved. Oh, look, we, before we started this podcast, we were talking off air and I was singing the praises of the new vacuum cleaner that I bought. <laughs> you just bought one as well. Yeah. So, you know. It was the, the thing to do on the weekend. We, we, we had to wait in line to buy a vacuum cleaner. Everyone was buying vacuums on the weekend and I don't know why. <laughs> I think, you know, the first few weeks of, uh, of self-imposed quarantine of like, eh, let's just let everything go to hell. And then you sort of look around and go... Oh, not this, not this much though. So no, yeah. no, I think I know what it is. I think it's the fact that oh, wait a minute, we're going to have guests in our house again. We need to clean shit. That would be it, actually. Yeah, that's that's bang on. That's correct. Um, Andrew Parker says, "What's the most ridiculous piece of sports clothing you've ever worn?" It's not really clothing, but I think it was my twenty-first birthday, maybe a little bit uh-huh. after that. My friends bought me Tiger Woods condoms. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're officially endorsed by Tiger Woods, but they were Tiger Woods condoms. <laughs> 
I wonder what made them different from sort of normal rubbers. But I don't. I think they was called a hole in one. That's what they were called. Oh, okay then. <laughs> That's just what they were called. Tiger Woods hole in one. I'm going to and, Google them and, and see. They, they... And now you have, and now you have a son and another child on the way because <laughs> you've got a hole in one condom. <laughs> Tiger Woods condoms. Let's see if they're still a thing. Um, Tiger Woods didn't wear condoms with his two flings. No, that's that's a news article. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. eBay. Tiger Woods condoms protect your wood. Here we go. That also makes sense. Yes, protect your wood. Tiger Woods condoms. That wasn't the one I had. I had the hole in one ones. But yeah, apparently they're approved for swingers. <laughs> but yes, I, that that is my uh, sports related ridiculous clothing. What about yourself? <laughs> I I I don't think I've got anything to contribute to this conversation. Certainly nothing as as cool as that. Final question here. This one's not really anything to do with the episode, but Kenneth just thought he'd send it in. It says, did you ever have a fart so awful that you had to clear the room or you were over, or you overly offended somebody nearby? He says, I know it's not related to the episode, but I think the episode, here we go, you'll like this. I think it's, it's not related to the episode, but I think the answer will be a gas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once, I remember, I remember once, once at work, right? So I wear these noise-canceling headphones. So mm-hmm. when you're wearing noise-canceling headphones, you tend to forget that there's a world happening around you, you know, because you can't hear anything else. It's just whatever you're listening to. Mm-hmm. And I was just at work one day, and it was in the morning, so there was only two other people in the room because no one else had started yet. And I needed to just, you know, let one go. Yeah. And I forgot that I was in the office. I forgot there was people there, and I just went. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I thought. What have you done? Oh no! What have you done? And I sort of saw, I could see the top of their head sort of turned to look towards me. I'm like, "Yep, you've definitely done it." <laughs> but then it was the, the feeling of, well, I could feel it, and it felt like a big one, but was it a yeah. big one? Because I couldn't hear it. And then, it, and then the stench appeared, and I was like, "Oh, it's a big one! Oh, oh it's a big one!" And, and I've never been, I've never let that down with the two people. <laughs> I, I, I don't have that as such, but I, I'll, I'll tell you two quick, th- two quick anecdotes. One was that I was uh, carrying the video camera. This is how long ago this story was. I'm not talking about recording something on a phone. I'm talking about actual video camera. At uh, a girl's 21st. It's a lovely girl named Rebecca. You weren't invited. Uh, oh, of course. I, yeah, I was invited. But, uh, <laughs> and, we were, and we're filming it, you know, just for, for, for posterity's sake. Yeah. I'd had a few drinks before we'd even started recording, so I was feeling quite merry. And... Didn't realise that the uh, the video camera's mic would was picking up what I was saying. Oh no! Don't do that. Oh yeah, and I think I, and I just said something to my friends along the lines of, "Oh, you better step back, man! I just farted my guts out." <laughs> and, and then that's on this girl's twenty first video for posterity forever. I was like, and you know, this is at the stage where you know you. You're not doing any classy editing or anything like that. I mean, you're just sort of like, oh yeah, we've got the tape of uh, of, of the of the twenty first, and yeah, here's that sweet guy saying he just farted his guts out. Nice one. Oh, I felt so bad. Beck is such a lovely girl, and you know, I, I actually had a big crush on her, but uh, that that clearly went the way of all things because. Uh, so oh, yeah, that's man, that's so that's one thing, and another fart story, but not not about me. But about um, well, you mentioned the, the the photograph that I put up of the lovely Louise before. <laughs> Someone mentioned you're amused by that fart story, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> um, fucking hell, man! I'm just imagining you. <laughs> I'll, I'll continue. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm imagining I'm imagining her going back and watching the video with her family. And not I know. 
I felt, I felt so bad. <laughs> I felt so bad. Someone on the patrons page, when I put up the post, uh, the picture of the lovely Louise, said, "Oh, we'd like to see a picture of Basie the cat as well." So I put up one, and that reminded me when. And then when I heard this story about the fart, I reminded of when I first got Basie, and you know, I like having an animal sleep on the bed. I think it's kind of cute, and you know, you're keeping each other warm and all that kind of business. But Basie, when I first got him, and he was first sort of you know learning about food and all that kind of business, and I was learning what to feed him. Some food that I would give him just <laughs> reacted badly, and he would, f- and he would fart like mad, and really stink. And he did one where he was sleeping on the bed, and it was so fucking toxic. It woke me up from a deep sleep. I mean, it, it, I woke up. And went, what the what the fuck is that? What? Oh, Basie. Oh, boy. And since then, we've sort of you know, you go to the vet and say. Okay, what kind of food is good for you know this guy? Eh, maybe try this, try this, try this, and you try various things. And yeah, now, now he's not stinking as much as he did. But honestly, he was like Phoebe Buffay's smelly cat at the <laughs> at the early stages. And that particular one is like, I mean, it yeah, I don't even know how the physiology of that works. I mean, if something's so bad, it can wake you up from a deep sleep. But this is what happened. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was having a dream or something, and all of a sudden, in the dream, went, oh, oh, what is that? <laughs> Wake up! Was like, oh, that's real. Oh, oh, you. He killed your dream. (laughs) Pretty much, it was probably like some really cool dream where I was, you know, like uh, me and George Clooney were on a double date with Elle McPherson and Julianne Moore or something, and (laughs) all of a sudden, is that you, Clooney? (laughs) What what is that? Then you wake up and you realise your cat, your, your, your beautiful little kitten, who you love and adore, has just done this massive stinker. And that's woken you from a deep sleep. Is that you, Clooney? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I didn't. Th- I didn't think it was BL McPherson. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that question, Kenneth. That gave me a good chuckle. I needed that. <laughs> that's the most I've laughed ever on this podcast. I think. Oh golly! <laughs> it's just it's because it's the line. Like I don't know if any other country says that, but I farted my guts out. <laughs> that's what I my, know. That's I what know. My, that's what my dad says all the time. It just. Ah, <laughs> uh, it just that tickled me. It did. Good. Good stuff. I don't think I've I don't think I've said it since because I was just so remorseful <laughs> that I that I ruined the record of that lovely girl's twenty first uh, birthday. Back, I've just parted my guts out. <laughs> oh mate, that is that is so good. I'm I really appreciated that. <laughs> oh, happy to help. <laughs> All right, next week we're going to be reviewing Faith Off. I used to really, really like this episode. I haven't watched it for a long time, so I'm looking forward to going back and revisiting that one as well. No, I say that every week, but. I feel like season 11, like season 11 onwards, just, you don't tend to go back and revisit these episodes as often as you do the first 10 seasons. So, yeah, I'm really, enjoy- I'm really enjoying this season so far because it's just like going back and yeah. re-watching it for the first time again. It's great. Well, yeah, yeah. You're, you're discovering, uh, you know, some buried treasure that uh, that you yeah may have uh, over- uh, overlooked the first time around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening to our review of Little Big Mum. Don't forget to send in your questions to mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. It doesn't have to be a question. It'll just be a comment on the show or whatever, and we'll we'll read through yeah. them and respond and read them out in the show. Also, thank you so much to everybody who has taken the time to rate us five stars on iTunes. Um, it really does help the show boost up the rankings when it comes to Simpsons Podcast, people searching for their new favorite TV podcast. So just go to iTunes and uh, just take a couple of moments to send us five stars. You don't have to leave us five stars if you don't want to, but just leave us a positive review. I do read all of the reviews that come through, so 
thank you so much guys who have taken the time to do that in the past week also thank you once again to everyone who signed up to patreon in the past week and uh, everyone who's checked out Talking Seinfeld, which is now available for free, it's just going to be a season behind, so uh, or five to six episodes behind. So we're just about to do season two, uh, the first episode of season two on Patreon, but the uh, our little Welcome to podcast and the, our review of the Seinfeld Chronicles is now available at talkingseinfeld.podbean.com, or you can find it on Spotify, or you can find it on iTunes, or any good podcast app. So Talking Seinfeld, if you did want to jump on the Patreon bandwagon, that's perfectly fine. It's now available for free. So highly advised, check out Talking Seinfeld. Even if you're not a fan of Seinfeld, I feel like you'll enjoy listening to Guy and I speak about it. So yeah, talkingseinfeld.podbean.com. Subscribe and share it with all your Seinfeld-loving friends. But for now, I am Dando signing off. I'm going to leave it with Mr. Davis for his final words of Little Big Mum. What do you got, Mr. Davis? Oh, just that I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And while we've been recording it, I've been wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Shh.